your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, July 28th, 2021. Your boy Q here, as always. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. And I got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, always wide open like some old school TV antennas, 707-654-4693. And it is official like a referee's whistle. Training camp is officially open. John Gruden had his press conference on Tuesday. I was in attendance. It was the first time that uh, John Gruden had been in the media room in a very long time if ever and so it was cool to be in there with a bunch of uh, folks from the media that I know and as well as uh, you know being face to face with John Gruden instead of having to do things over Zoom so uh, very excited about today's show coming up in segment number three you'll get some calls and text straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line again the number is 707-654-4693 tons of feedback I've been getting and I do appreciate that at all times and then in segment number two talked about the secondary and talked about how important Jonathan Abram was for the success success of the team talked about that on Tuesday's show I'm a double down on the secondary and that's because well John Gruden while he was talking and you'll hear it in this show today while he was talking he was had glowing reviews and he was very hyped up and very excited about the secondary so there's a couple sound bites that I want you to hear in segment number two strictly about the secondary talking about some of the competition that could be in the secondary at the corner position and the safety position all that's going to come up in segment number two but really going to focus on the secondary and that's just kind of how it is today's one of those shows it's almost like my radio show where sometimes I'm just scatter shooting and I'm over here way left and then all of a sudden I'm way right and then all of a sudden I'm over here and over there you know what I mean it's just it's one of those shows where it's kind of like all over the place but there's just so much going on it's exciting time of year so that's coming up in segment number two of the whole secondary conversation here in segment number one I'll get as much uh, news and notes in as possible including some sound bites from John Gruden's opening press conference so let's go ahead and jump right into it and you can't have an opening press conference without opening statement so here's John Gruden as he walked into the room and stood at the podium good to see everybody I've never been back in this uh, part of the building but uh, it's good to have a face-to-face meeting with the media uh, for a change really uh, looking forward to this season and spending some time with you um, everybody has reported to my knowledge um, everybody has made their playing weight we asked them to return in shape it appears every man has done that that's very exciting and we're coming off a three-day rookie quarterback selected veterans camp that I was very, very pleased with. Uh, so we're excited to get going. I'll be happy to answer any questions that I can. So a couple little interesting nuggets right there from his opening statement. One, uh, hats off to all the players that showed up. They all showed up in shape, and they all showed up at the certain weight that the team asked them to do. And you'll see across the league plenty of players that aren't on the uh, are on the physically unable to perform list because they don't pass their physical. Uh, Trent Brown, by the way, he was one of those guys in New England. And I'm not going to sit here and spend a whole segment just dogging that guy, but was that ever a surprise? When I read that news on Tuesday and I talked about it on Raider Nation Radio 920, it was never a surprise. Trent Brown, not physically able to go day one of training camp 
Never a shock. So good on the Raiders and the players' point to be able to come into camp and in shape. That's very, very important. Now, one of the big subjects across the league, not just with the Raiders, not just with me, but just with everyone, is vaccinations. And are the Raiders at that 85% threshold? That's something that we won't know until they come out and say so. Well, John Gruden just about said they're at that 85% threshold with what he had to say about the vaccinations and the team's numbers so far. You know, I've never really given statistics on covid vaccinations, but I would say that we have every man vaccinated on the staff. I could also say that I believe we have every man vaccinated on the team with the exception of about four or five guys. So we're proud of that. We're excited about that. We're also respectful of everybody's personal opinion. So we have to weigh that as well. But um, when it comes to vaccinations, we think most of our, our people have been just that vaccinated not bad at all you know across the league again there's a lot of teams including the Washington football team with head coach Ron Rivera who's very upset that his team isn't where they need to be as far as vaccination sound like the Raiders are exactly where they need to be four or five guys he said haven't been vaccinated but that definitely puts them over the 85 percent threshold which is good which means some of the protocols that teams had to go through a year ago the Raiders aren't going to have to deal with I think that's a really really important fact and to double down on the vaccinations and COVID John Gruden was asked what the organization has done to kind of remind guys that, hey, this virus is still a thing. It's not going away anytime soon. Matter of fact, I don't know if you heard, but the mask mandate is back in Las Vegas starting on Friday. On Friday, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, mask up. That's just what it's going to be. That's what has been uh, ruled already. So on Friday, mask will be up for everybody. But with that being said, John Gruden was asked about, you know, what are they doing to try to prevent some of the issues that they had from a year ago? Well, we hired a guy, Tim Harkins, who's uh, one of the very best at understanding the virus, and that's what he does on a daily basis. Uh, He provides information. He gives us reminders. He keeps us on the cutting edge of what's going on out there. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we basically remodeled our facility last year to keep our social distancing. We learned the hard way. I got fined. Um, Raiders got fined. Wasn't easy, but it was uh, part of the process. We lost a lot of players last year because of COVID. Uh, so did other teams. So, uh, you know, we're not going to totally disregard where this virus is and uh, the variants that are out there, but I'm not an expert on the virus. I'm just trying to get our football team ready to play and I'm gonna do the best I can to carry out the protocols that the league has and what our medical people advise. And we will do our very best. So there it is. John Gruden said that the organization went out and hired a guy to try to even get them and help them be a little bit ahead of the curve and stay ahead of the curve so they don't have all the the you know the issues that they had a year ago. Him getting fined, the team getting fined, multiple guys being out of games. And you just don't want that. They want to be able to have a competitive advantage, not a disadvantage. So that's all I got as far as vaccinations and COVID goes from John Gruden's opening press conference. Now, uh, a couple of player uh, comments that he had how about rookie divine diablo you know there's been a lot of questions what's going on with him he hasn't really been available since otas also how about tanner muse a guy who didn't even get on the field in 2020 his rookie year he's been rehabbing a toe issue that made him miss the whole year so here's john gruden on an update on rookie divine diablo and second year guy tanner muse yeah muse can run uh he can really run he played safety at clemson you know, no off-season program, no, I'm not making excuses, it was tough on him, and then he got hurt. So here's another draft choice that is completely an unsolved mystery, but uh, he's healthy, he's ready to go. Richard Smith has been coaching linebackers for the last 30 years in this league, 
he likes him. Uh, he's going to be a special teams contributor. I know that. Uh, Divine Diablo tweaked his knee. Uh, he had a knee procedure done. We expect to have him back in the next couple weeks. But here's another young guy that can really run. He has a bright eye, uh, a really alert, I think, understanding of football, and he's got a, a big upside for us. So there's a couple updates on some guys that are either injured right now or were injured at some point in the case of Tanner Muse. And he's a guy who's going to make his hay by uh, by special teams. But you also want to see him on the field as a guy who was drafted in the third round. You want to see him on the field contributing as well. So want to see how he makes that transition from safety to linebacker. And if he's able to do that in the NFL, because it's a different animal. Yeah, John Gruden said he was flying around to Clemson. Clemson and the National Football League are two different animals. So very interested. I've, I've been talking about guys that I want to pay attention to Tanner Muse the second round guy out our second year guy out of Clemson very interested to see what he can do and then you heard the update right there on Divine Diablo you can expect to see him back hopefully in a couple of weeks and the final soundbite that I have for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast is actually the question I asked and that was on Darius Steeles he's a guy that you've heard me mention a lot defensive tackle out of West Virginia he was an undrafted free agent I think he's going to be a really good player at some point he's on the non-football injury list and I know a lot of people kind of shook their head and was like how is this guy already injured or not available what's really going on so I asked John Gruden what his thoughts were his early thoughts on Darius Steeles you know what he's uh he's got a great pedigree you know his dad was a good player in the league for a long time linebacker with the Chiefs I never liked his dad much but uh, he's, he's a great kid uh, I think he's he's got the three technique traits that Rod Marinelli's looking for the get off uh, he can slant he can move he can pursue he loves it uh, he's got a little tweak in his back right now we hope to get him out here by by next week so there's John Gruden talking about Darius Steeles you hear him talk about the little tweak in his back that kind of confirms what Darius told me and said on Twitter as well that he'll be good for for camp he'll be 100% he won't be out long Gruden's talking about him being back next week so he's not going to miss much he'll get out there and compete again I don't know what his role will be in 2021 he might end up being a practice squad guy he may get called up here and there or he might just flat out make the 53 man roster I don't know but uh, I just my gut feeling tells me he's going to be a player for the Raiders at some point. So uh, that's just a few of the sound bites from John Gruden's opening press conference. Uh, and I got some more coming up in segment number two, but as it's going to pertain to the secondary as our conversation will be about the secondary. Today will be the first practice. It starts at 7.30 a.m. West Coast time. So depending on what time you're listening to this, it may be going on. It may already be over. I will say this. Quarterback Derek Carr is going to talk with the media today. I will not be in attendance. I was supposed to be in attendance, and I was looking forward to it. But I've got to fill in for Clay Baker on the morning show. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, he's got some family issues that he's dealing with. And so, I, hey, I, I got to step up, you know, uh, when there's when there's a guy down, man down, someone's got to step up. So I got to do the morning show uh, today. And then I'm also going to double down and do unnecessary roughness later on this afternoon from two to four. So I'll be on the air while the practice is going on. I'll be on 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. West Coast time. And then again, two to four p.m. West Coast time. So your boy's a busy guy. But I'm definitely going to make it work. So, uh, yeah, Derek Carr will talk to the media following practice a little bit later on this morning. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes of the day. I did have some news and notes from across the NFL, but I don't really have enough time to get to it. Let me just put it like this. Um, stud defensive back for the Dolphins, Xavier Howard, he actually requested a trade from the Dolphins. He put it out there on on Twitter on, uh, on Tuesday. He showed up to camp, so I thought all was good. But uh, eventually he requested requested a formal trade and he said hey I'm just I'm just here so I don't
don't get fined. And uh, Chandler Jones has also requested a trade from the Cardinals. Both guys are trying to get traded due to salary. They want a better salary, a higher salary. It's the business side of things. So both Xavier Howard for the Dolphins and Chandler Jones, edge rusher from the Cardinals, both looking for trades as of right now. So now, officially, that's all I got for you for segment number one. Coming up in segment number two, going to continue the Raiders secondary conversation from just a day ago. Except for now, we'll have a few more details. Plus, you'll hear a couple comments from head coach John Gruden. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. Baseball season is what we're really focusing on right now. There's teams that are trying to make trades. There's teams that are trying to get players so they can make a deep playoff run. Either way you go, if you go to betonline.ag, you'll get the latest news, odds, and all your sporting news on the MLB, on the NHL, and on the NBA. Even though the NHL and NBA are over, UFC, MMA, you can still get a lot of news. There was a big trade made by the Vegas. Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday. So there's all kind of sporting news on betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, next home run, the next knockout or submission, head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines, get into the game. Again, head to the website on your mobile or laptop today, sign up, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you get that? You've got to use the promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag, promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, part two of our conversation about the Raiders secondary is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to have part two of our Raiders secondary conversation. And I'll tell you right now, I did not end Tuesday's show thinking I was going to be talking about the secondary again, doubling down. But then I sat there in John Gruden's press conference on Tuesday, and he was very giddy about the secondary and the expectation of the secondary. And it kind of made me go back to thinking about what B.D. Williams from SB Nation had to say about the secondary and and the fact that uh, Jonathan Abram was going to be a key cog in Gus Bradley's defense. And so I just made me decide, you know what, I think I want to revisit this conversation because I think there's a few more players involved and I think that the expectations and the realization that the secondary is going to be and should be a lot better in 2021 so just thought I'd revisit it for those reasons uh, in itself so off top let me go ahead and let you hear and I didn't play this on Tuesday's show but BD Williams from SB Nation and co-host of the YouTube uh, Tape Don't Lie he was on the show on Tuesday and I was interviewing him and I I asked him straight up and you'll hear the question I was asking him about the position group which one will benefit the most from Gus Bradley so here's my question. You'll hear B.D. Williams answer, and then we'll continue on with this conversation. Check it out. What do you think or, or what position group in general do you think may benefit the most from having Gus Bradley as a new defensive coordinator? Uh, well, it's, it's going to be the secondary. You know, okay. he's got a great track record um, building up secondaries with unheralded guys, guys that, um, you know, were late round picks. And then not only that, he brings over, you know, an incredibly uh, experienced veteran secondary coach, Ron Milas. You know, uh, his scheme benefits the defensive backs. Ron Miles is tutelage will benefit the defensive backs. Um, yeah, I think that, that those are going to be the guys that we're going to see make a big jump in this game. So there's B.D. Williams, and actually he was a guest on, on my show on Monday, not on Tuesday. I apologize for that, but you heard him right there talking about the secondary, and guys that weren't even first-round picks or guys that didn't even go in there with huge expectations should be able to thrive and play really well in that defense, which is a good thing. So then you go to Tuesday in John Gruden's media session, and he was asked about Damon Arnett, and I believe this was Vinny Bonsignor who asked this question, but he was asked about Damon Arnett, where he stands, and then asked his thoughts on the secondary, especially the young secondary in general. Here's 
Here's John Gruden's thoughts on that. Well, we drafted Arnett in the first round. He's an opening day starter, so he's a big part of us moving forward. Uh, he had the virus. He had an injury to his thumb. Uh, he also had concussion injuries, so he was an incomplete performer for us last year. But he's as good a corner as we have talent-wise on this team. We think he and Trayvon Mullen, Casey Hayward, uh, some of the other people that are in the mix now give us depth competition and some some interesting matchups. So uh, I'm, I'm fired up about the secondary. Uh, the safety is completely unsolved. We've got some high draft choices there playing down. Uh, we got some high draft choice, choices playing deep, and we have a great secondary coach in Ron Milas. So if I'm a Raider fan, I'm coming out here watching practice. I'm going to keep a close eye on this secondary. It should be a strength of ours. If it isn't, uh, we've made some real mistakes. So right there, you heard John Gruden. The expectations for the secondary are high, and that kind of doubles down with what B.D. Williams had to say, and that's why I kind of teamed those two sound bites up together because, again, it's just it's just confirming what was said the day before. And, uh, you know, he's talking about Ron Miles and, and all, the, you know, all the accolades that he has, how he's very well respected across the NFL, and he should help out these guys. Damon Arnett, big year for him. As you heard John Gruden say, this guy was a day-one starter. He's got to step his game up. He had the thumb issue. He had con- concussion issue he had COVID issues he's got to really step his game up and and then there's other guys that could really contribute now uh, going back to what BD Williams and this is how I'm going to roll BD John Gruden BD and then John Gruden going back to what BD Williams had to say on Monday about what makes this scheme go and this is a soundbite that I did play on Tuesday's show this has to do with Jonathan Abram and there's a reason why there's a method to my madness there's a reason why I'm going to double down and play this but here's BD Williams just in case you missed it on what is really going to make this Gus Bradley scheme go? Okay, so really, there's a, there's, so there's a couple things. Okay. This scheme is really dependent on a really good, strong safety in coverage. Okay. Um, and that's going to be Jonathan Abrams' role, okay? So if Jonathan Abrams can play up to where, you know, his building was being a first-round draft pick, then I think the scheme should do all right. But if Jonathan Abrams can, continues to struggle with his discipline – with his availability, leaving where he needs to be covering to go try to do someone else's job, it's going to break this scheme. So I, I really truly believe that this defense is going to go as far as Jonathan Abram takes it. I know a lot of people are down on Jonathan Abram, so they might not want to hear that. Uh, but, it, yeah, like if you have a great strong safety in this scheme, you could have a great defense. If you have a below-average strong safety in this scheme, you'll have a below-average defense. It really comes down to that. So there you go. It all goes back to the strong safety play. Going as far as Jonathan Abrams is going to take him. And now that's a lot of pressure for a guy who's going on the year three of his career and honestly really year two on the field. You know, he had one year uh, in 2020 and he didn't play all those games because of uh, multiple reasons, but his availability, as you heard, BD, and then, you know, just when he was out there, he wasn't at, at, the, at his tip-top game. And part of that was because it was just about his rookie year, which is something, if you've been listening to this show for a long time, going into 2020, I said Jonathan Abrams is going to struggle at times and he's going to frustrate the hell out of you because his rookie year he only played half a game and then he was done so he didn't have a chance to make those rookie mistakes so really his second year in the league was his rookie year now you can't make excuses I mean you are who you are now he's going into year three it's it's time it's put up or shut up time right so you hear BD talking about this defense is going to go as far as Jonathan Abram goes now what I will say and what I'll disagree with is a lot of fans a lot of media questioned and said well 
Why did the Raiders go out and make so many moves at the safety position? Why did they they draft so many safeties? How come they have so many guys in that position? Why did they bring Carl Joseph back? Well, because I think that they realize what BD said is true. This defense is going to go as far as their strong safety is going to go. And, and the secondary should be much improved in this Gus Bradley defense. So there's other guys that if Jonathan Abram doesn't cut the mustard and get it done, that, well, they could pull him off the field and, and solidify that role maybe potentially with someone else. How about Tyree Gillespie? And that leads me to my next soundbite from John Gruden's presser on Tuesday. He was asked specifically, and this was, I can guarantee you, by Vinny Bonsignor, asked about Tyree Gillespie if he potentially could fit into the mix for one of those safety spots. Here's John Gruden on Tyree Gillespie. Yeah, he's, he's, de- he's definitely in the picture. Um, he's a big hitter. He's a guy that um, can tackle in space in one-on-one situations dominant special teams player and we don't take that lightly uh, but we think he can play in the post and we think he certainly can play down low around the line of scrimmage might even have some dying linebacker capabilities uh, down the road so there is Raiders head coach John Gruden right there talking about Tyree Gillespie the fourth round draft pick out of Missouri and you know I don't know about you but what did he describe to you to me it was a very versatile guy that could play many different positions the post he mentioned dime but then he also said he could play down low near the line of scrimmage. He's a big hitter. Who does that sound like? Doesn't that not sound like the role that Jonathan Abram was supposed to be playing down by the line of scrimmage? A guy who can uh, uh, deliver the big hit, a guy who could tackle in space. That's exactly who Jonathan Abram was supposed to be. So to me, they went out and got a guy and said, hey, you know what? We don't know. We don't know at all if... Jonathan Abrams is going to cut it. But we know that we need a guy that's going to be a, a factor in this defense. We need a strong safety that's going to be able to hold his own in this defense. So if it's going to be Jonathan Abram, great. That's what they drafted him for. If it's going to end up being maybe Carl Joseph, who they brought back on a one-year deal after being gone for a year, went to Cleveland and played, decided that that sucked and returned to the silver and black, fine, so be it. And maybe it's rookie Tyree Gillespie. So see, I kind of tied that all together because I think that the Raiders realize how important this secondary is for the success of this defense, you know? And, and of course, the defensive line is always going to be very important. That's why they went out and got a guy like Unique Ngakwe. That's why they have, you know, there's a lot of hype around Max Crosby because everyone believes that him and Ngakwe are really, really going to uh, be a nice two-headed monster as far as, uh, you know, rushing the passer. Uh, John Gruden also talked about Malcolm Koontz and how he could possibly, uh, you know, be a factor and how he likes what he has in him. And he's just a a rookie as well out of Buffalo. But uh, really just wanted to focus in on the secondary and see how it all kind of plays together and how it all ties together. And by the way that John Gruden talked, you could tell how important it is for the success of this Raiders defense in year one under Gus Bradley. So uh, when I ask, what are you going to be paying attention to during training camp? What's something that you want to hear about? What's a position group that you want to hear about it? I promise you every chance I get to be out there at the facility and be there in the media sessions and talk to either Gus Bradley or head coach John Gruden or anyone else that has to do with the defense, going to ask about the secondary. What are you seeing from those guys? How are they improving? Again, Pro Football Focus ranked them the 29th secondary in the league out of 32 teams. They have got to be a lot better than that in 2021 if they're going to be a successful team. It's as simple as that. Your calls and texts are coming up next straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. The number is 707-654-4693. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about 
Built Bar. And I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very long time. And I've been telling you about the flavors that are available. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange Cookies of Cream, and German Chocolate. And I tell you a lot, and a lot of times people don't really listen, but you got to go to BuiltBar.com and check for the limited time edition flavor. The one that's available for just one day or so. And I didn't know it. But on Tuesday, it was Toffee Almond. So if you're a big Toffee Almond fan, you could have got another box of Toffee Almond Built Bars on Tuesday. It was a one-day-only thing. So I'm telling you, you need to check the website. You need to check it early, and you need to check it often. Last, I think on Friday, they had Carrot Cake, which is a favorite one of mine. But on Tuesday, they had Toffee Almond. So definitely check that out. Get any of the flavors that you like, or maybe get a mixed box of all the flavors. And uh, you'll, you'll get a couple bars of each, and they'll be delivered directly to your house. Of course, the bars are 100% covered in chocolate tell you all the time they're soft they're easy to chew and they're great tasting a protein bar it's good for you and on top of that it tastes great builtbar.com when you go to check out use the promo code lock 15 you'll save 15 percent off your order just like that again promo code lock 15 at builtbar.com segment number three it's on the way your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number up first. We got a call from my guy, Jordan in Oregon. He's calling to talk about some quarterbacks that are getting a lot of love and really wants to take into consideration that last year there were no fans, and that could have helped out those quarterbacks that are getting the love as well. Here he is, Jordan in Oregon. Hey, what's going on, Q? Jordan in Oregon. Loving the show, man. It's just getting better and better. Uh, Raider Nation Radio as well. Some of the interviews you have coming out of there have been pretty high-end work, man. Just wanted to say good job on that. And uh, one one kind of thing I wanted to present, a thought I had, it's been hitting me a few times listening to some radio shows, yours, yours included, and um, was is basically, you know, last year without any fans, I, I hear a lot of people kind of putting, you know, Justin Herbert is the main one I think of in like kind of this elite young quarterback category as a, you know, as a, as a team that you wouldn't, that wouldn't be looking for like an Aaron Rodgers would be the Chargers with Herbert or even Josh Allen with Buffalo. I mean, these guys are getting some, some pretty high, uh, highly regarded things said about them. And I agree with a lot of it. But, you know, if I was a betting man and I had to bet on the quarterback play of last year and this year all equaling out, I just don't see it. I think without the fans last year, some of these guys had a chance, Herbert included, you know, to really thrive. I mean, no fans. You're talking about like a a high-end practice setting. These guys are used to that. They've just been through the combine. You know, they do, that's what they do at the college level a lot. Real high end practice. That, that's what last year was for a lot of these kids. And so, uh, I've just been hearing Herbert being regarded as one of the up and coming elite quarterbacks, a team that wouldn't even be looking for an Aaron Rodgers. And, and it's not, it's not just this show that people have regarded that, that way, but it's all across this kind of the narrative with, with these young guys. Josh Allen included. Those are two guys I'm really watching because I would not be surprised at all if Derek Carr outplayed both those guys. And not just Derek Carr, but I think if those guys were to fall somewhere back to, you know, the middle of the pack, I would not be surprised at all. And that's the quarterback play across the league. I just feel last year, no fans, no pressure. You know, we're talking just a high-end practice. 
I mean, a lot of guys are going to thrive in that situation that wouldn't thrive with, you know, 60,000 people yelling at them with two minutes left in the game. I just, I can't speak on that enough. And uh, also want to point out, you had a great question on your other show, which was if you had one question to ask, you know, John Gruden, what would it be? And you had some very good calls come in, uh, very, very good calls. And one one thing I would I would like to ask him myself would be, do you think this roster is ready to compete for a championship right now? And, um, and just to see his honest reaction to that. But peace out, you. There he goes, Jordan in Oregon right there. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And, look, I totally understand where you're coming from as far as no fans and how that could have helped quarterbacks last year. And I'll take it a step further. I think it helped road teams out last year as well. Look at the Raiders. They were 6-2 and two on the road, and they were 2-6 and six at home. You know what I mean? So I'll go and understand completely where you're coming from as far as no fans. But when it comes to Justin Herbert and Josh Allen in particular, those two quarterbacks I think are legit. Josh Allen, you've seen him mature and get better each and every year. Justin Herbert, I know it's a very small sample size. He has a new coach this year. So is he going to be able to you know understand what they're trying to do and take his game to the next level? Or will it kind of stunt his growth having a new coach, having a new coaching scheme, offensive coordinator, all that good stuff? Well, we'll see. But I do think that those two quarterbacks are really good. But with what you're saying, the concept that you're bringing to the table as far as no fans in the stands and how they could have affected and, and not affected uh, teams and quarterbacks last year, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I just don't think those two teams are going to be looking for quarterbacks anytime soon. Now, as far as the question with Gruden and, and is the roster ready to compete for a championship, that's a damn good one. I like that a lot. Uh, as I'm going to be doing the morning show a little bit later this morning with Hondo Carpenter, uh, I may ask him that. I may throw that question out there, uh, you know, on the Raider Nation hotline just to see what uh, other listeners think, you know. And I know that it sounds far-fetched. Oh, this team is not ready to compete for a championship. Well, when is it? You know what I mean? So I think that, Jordan, that's a really, really good question. I'm going to put that in my notes. And later on this morning, I will ask that on the morning show. I'm filling in for Clay, so it is what it is. That's what I'm going to ask in the morning. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Dan, the Raider fan. Says, what's up, Q? This is Dan, the Raider fan, down here in your old neck of the woods, San Marcos, Texas, but grew up in the town in Alameda most of my life. I usually catch your podcast on Spotify. Will your new show on Raider Nation Radio 920 be available on Spotify or YouTube? Also, I caught what Vader Raider had to say. I, for one, do not want to get into no political debate when I'm trying to get up on game with the nation. But... I see where he stands, and I do not agree. What happened to it being our choice? If you get the vax, then cool. I know personally people who had adverse reactions to it and many doctors who don't get airtime who at this time are not getting it due to needing more data and honest data. Sorry, Q. Don't want to get into this touchy subject, but basically it's a person's choice. Thanks. Have a good one. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. That's from Dan, the Raider fan. And as far as my show goes, uh, LVSportsNetwork.com. That's where you can always check it out. Uh, it took a little bit of time to upload the first show, uh, but you can always check it out on there. Uh, at some point, it will be on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, not YouTube, but it will be on, uh, you know, like I said, iTunes or Spotify at some point. But for now, you can always check it at LVSportsNetwork.com. Now, again, going back to the vaccine, and it is, and I've said that from day one, it is your choice. Absolutely, 100%. I agree. And if you choose not to get it, that's fine. And whoever else chooses not to get it, that's fine. 
But when you're a professional athlete or you're an athlete in general on a team and you're playing a team sport, you have to not only think about yourself, but you have to think about your other teammates. Because, again, you're going to be counted on to make sure that you're available and you're out there and you don't want to have to go through. And I'm just speaking of football players in general right now. You don't want to have to go through the protocols that they did in 2020. That's why you heard John Gruden earlier in this podcast say, hey, you know, uh, all the the coaches are, are vaccinated and every player except for four or five are. So they're over there. That 85% threshold, which is great, which means that their their protocols are a lot more relaxed than they were a year ago. And with that being said, even me, fully vaccinated, still when I went to the, the facility on Tuesday, guess what I had to do? I still had to take a COVID test because that's part of the protocols. Every single media member that is there in person has to be vaccinated and they still have to go and take a COVID test. So if I wasn't vaccinated, guess where I wouldn't be? I wouldn't be at the facility, which would be not allowing me to do my job at the fullest extent. And another reason why I continue to tell you that that's why uh, that's part of the reason. That's the main reason why I got vaccinated. Wasn't even a question. I was like, hey, I've got work to do. And to be able to do my job at, at, the, at the best extent I can, I need to be available. And availability is the best ability. And being vaccinated was allowing me to have that opportunity. So you can make any choice you want. And that is fine. But I will tell you. If you're going to come to a game in Vegas this year, if you're trying to get to Allegiant Stadium week one to see the Baltimore Ravens, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be wearing a mask because the mask mandate is back. doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not as of Friday. So, I mean, some people are going to appreciate it. Some people aren't. It is what it is. I'm just telling you where it's at, and I've just been trying to tell you where it could potentially go, and hopefully it doesn't go there. But as on a Friday, everyone in town is going to be wearing a mask again, and that's fine. I'll be vaccinated and wearing a mask, and going about my business. So uh, thank you so much for that text, my man. Again, it's not really a, a, such a, a touchy subject. It's not political in my point of view. It's just health. It's health and safety, and that's what the NFL is doing, and that's what everyone else is doing uh, or trying to do around town. So definitely appreciate you, my man. Uh, next up, and uh, I guess final call of the show. It's a little bit late. Raider Dot. He's calling in to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the chances of him being a free agent at the end of the season or even available next season. Here he is, Raider Dot. What's going on, Q? It's Raider Dot. I'm calling in regards to um, the news about the Aaron Rodgers one-year deal, and he's leaving Green Bay. Um, as far as free agency goes, in my opinion, is. It's funny, but I'm going to say it. Based off our history, the Raiders' history, of instead of going after young players in their prime, vice versa, to going against going and getting older guys, it's probably more likely we make a run at Aaron Rodgers than Devontae Adams. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I'm not even finna get my hopes up on Devontae, like, even though I know he's a good fit, but just knowing with our track record, we'll rather get Rodgers than Devontae. Or should I say, I'm pretty sure more than likely we'll make a harder push for Rodgers than Devontae. We always seem to get older players every time. Never get a, and never get a young stud the hot free agents, never, never. We always get the older ones. So with that theory, <laughs> not to be funny, but I think we'll make a stronger push at Aaron Rodgers than Devontae, and we don't even need Rodgers. <laughs> like, that's the crazy part. But anywho, I just 
thought that was funny. I just thought that was funny. I I hope somebody else thought that was funny, but I thought that was hilarious because I know we more than likely we gonna make a stronger push for Aaron Rodgers and not even make a strong push for Devontae. All right, how let your boy? There he goes. That's Raider Dot right there, and I appreciate the call, my man. And the deal with Adams is, yeah, he'd be a great addition. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine him with Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, possibly Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, whatever. I mean, whoever you want to throw out there, man, the, the, the options on offense would just be incredible, right? Now, think about Aaron Rodgers. He's an elite quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's immediately walking into Canton, and he makes your team a contender. So if the Raiders had to get one of the two guys, uh, I think that, yeah, they would focus their attention on Aaron Rodgers. He is the more valuable piece. He actually makes those wide receivers even better. Now, Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers in the league, no doubt about it. And the addition of both of them, oh, that'd be a whole nother level. But, again, that's way too far in advance. That's way too much speculation. Who knows what's going to happen in 2021? Uh, it's just down the road. It's just a conversation that I know is going to happen consistently throughout the season. So I wanted to prepare Raider Nation because that is definitely going to be coming down the pipeline as we're talking about it right now. I'm not going to harp on it, but, I mean, if it's brought up, then it's brought up. But it's just, it is what it is. But I will tell you, regardless of what you feel about Derek Carr, if Aaron Rodgers becomes available, you definitely, you know, throw your name in the hat. You definitely try to get him on your roster because, again, he's an elite Hall of Fame quarterback that makes everyone on your team that much better makes them immediately better and makes them immediately a contender so uh, thank you so much for that call appreciate you still got a text from t sal in seattle i got a call from jacob in fresno i got a couple calls from b sturdy raider in carson city Uh, i'm going to get to all those tomorrow we'll have more news and notes on the show and of course we'll have more conversation Derek carr is going to meet with the media a little bit later this morning after practice practice is 7 30 to 9 30 uh west coast time and i'll be on the morning show uh the morning tailgate party we'll have that uh, myself and hondo carpenter from uh, raider on raider nation radio 9 20 from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, West Coast time. And then I'll double down and do my uh, afternoon show, Unnecessary Roughness, from 2 to 4 p.m. later on today. It's going to be a very, very busy day, but that's how we roll. That's how we get down. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, be safe. Take care of each other. Take care of your family. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.